Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in. We have a great show for you. These are always my favorite because we get to talk to two people and they're married and then we get a lot of different stuff coming in at you. So I guess we should just go to our bio and then we can jump into it because I just can't get them on the show. I can't wait to get them on the show. So it's going to be a good onion to unpeel, I think, a little bit today. So okay. lots of different facets. Uh, Mike and Kim have been supporting blended family couples for over 20 years. Their personal story and professional experience give couples practical insights to thrive in their step family. You can reach them and find them at MikeandKimCoaching.com or... The blended light, uh, sorry, the blended family coaching show uh, on iTunes is their podcast, uh, and I think you guys are on other platforms too. So, welcome to the show, Mike and Kim. Thanks, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. First off, just put your if you guys are if you, if this is your second marriage and you're listening, just put your hand in your pocket and then throw it at these people. These guys have figured it out, and it is not <laughs> easy. So, I one commend you for even trying to go down this rabbit hole of blending a family together. I do not have a blended family, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people do. And just to one that you're thriving is one mm. thing. It, we're going to talk through this and, you know, there's obviously some speed bumps on the way, but the <laughs> fact that you guys set yourself out as coaches to be able to be a beacon of hope in mm. a sea of waves. I just want to like, I wish I had the applause crowd, you know, that's what would be happening right now. So congratulations. Yeah. So tell us how in the world, one, how long have you been married? Let's start there. We just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congrats. You know, that's the question that you ask people, like, how long have you been married? And their answer says a lot about, like, it says leaps and bounds over the number that they give you. Does that <laughs> make sense? Like, also, somebody's like, yeah. they're 50, and you're like, how long have you been married? Four years. And you're like, oh, okay, there's a, something that you there's just deduce. There. Yeah, there's a st- yeah. story there. So, right. 21 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. How many children do you have? And then uh, talk about how they came into the family, if they were already in the marriage, like all that stuff. I don't know if we want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got three children total. When we were married 21 years ago, I had a five-year-old daughter from a previous marriage. Mm -hmm. And then we have two mutual children together. Yeah, since then. Yeah. Wow. Three. How did you guys meet? I love this story. Like, this is like we're sitting here for dinner and you're there with yeah, my wife and I, because this is the questions you're going to get. Sure. Yeah. Well, actually, I was engaged to someone else when we met. He was. However, However, Kim had nothing to do with that transition. No. That. no. Um, we worked together, actually. Mm-hmm. We kind of ra- ran in the same uh, circle of friends from our workplace uh, it was a place here locally called Superfeet. So we made insoles for hiking boots and running shoes, those kinds of things. And um, I ended up going through a breakup with my fiance at the time. 
And so Kim and I were just friends. Mm -hmm. And then one day we weren't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Much to both of our surprise. Absolutely. That's right. So Kim looks at you across the, uh, what is it? The cubicle. Well, yeah. How do you know I call her sweet feet? Yeah, (laughs) super feet, super Super feet. feet. Yeah, and and Kim, did you notice Mike first, or did Mike notice Kim first? I just want to know. Oh, I totally noticed her first. There you go. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, "There's something here." I just got through a pretty bad breakup and engagement. That's that's a whole different deal. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then when you know that, like, there's something here that I feel like is bigger than the breakup that I just got through. Like how many months or weeks or days, like, how does that work? Uh, well, it was, it was several months before there was actually a, it was a small company. And so there was two people within the company that were getting married to each other. And so the whole, pretty much the whole company was invited. And so here I had just gone through a, you know, um, engagement and planning a wedding and then unplanning a wedding. And I'm like, great. Now I have to go to a wedding. And that just wasn't that exciting. (laughs) And, and right before that, Kim's previous husband just got remarried Mm -hmm. and you went to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I was invited and actually attended. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Holy cow. My respect factor for you just went through the roof in that. Like, did you like throw cake or something or like, did you start? No, I was well behaved. (laughs) She was very well behaved. Yeah. Actually my former spouse and his spouse came to our wedding uh, six months later too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's uncommon. So yeah. that's just basically why we wanted you on the show. See, there you, go. Yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was early on in yeah. the in the early Things years. Change. Things changed about <laughs> ten years in dramatically. After that. But, yeah. huh. but in any case, um, neither of us really were that excited about going to a wedding. And so I was at Kim's desk one day and just said, "How about we go to this wedding and we'll just go together and be miserable together?" And mm, she was sounded like, good. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Sign me up for two of those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why not? So, so then uh, that day, the wedding was like early in the day, but the reception was late in the day. We had to kill some time in between. So we got some picnic stuff and went to a local park. And, and that was like the moment we were looking at each other like, hmm, mm-hmm. something kind of cool about you. Felt good yeah. to be miserable together. It was, it, we were, yeah. we were ecstatically <laughs> miserable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And at that point, I had watched Mike go through this process of breaking up. And um, they had been together like eight years. I mean, it, yeah. was, wow. it was like a Oh, divorce. so this isn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah. This it wasn't was a, a short engagement or it relationship. It was a big deal. No, yeah, no. it was a big deal. But I had watched how he handled it and how he spoke about her. And I was really impressed by his character. That's mm-hmm. really what drew me to him was his mm. character and how he, how he treated her. Even in the midst of all that, yeah. yeah. So, thank you. What was the what was the because I you know I'm obviously in a blended family and so, mm-hmm. um, what was the uh, courtship like as it related to you know introducing Mike to your daughter? Mm, good question. Great question. Yeah, that was I was kind of hesitant to do that because I had dated other people and introduced her and then broken up. And so I kind of was a little hesitant to expose her to someone else. But at first, I just introduced him as a friend. Mm -hmm. And she really took to him right out of the gate. She was like, oh, I like Mike. He's fun. Well, and remember, you said 
Uh, oh, Annika doesn't really like guys coming around. Yeah, I said she doesn't know. warm up to people easily. Yeah, so actually, I need challenge a, accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <I> know. <laughs> so we we uh, we were at church one weekend, and for some, I don't even remember why I needed a ride home, and you had another friend that needed a ride. Yeah, home. You were in the back seat, so I ended up getting <laughs> stuck in the back. Not stuck. I got put in the back yeah. seat, and so. Here I hop with this little five-year-old girl and she like looks at me and she's like, hi, I'm Annika. And I'm like, hi, I'm Mike. And <laughs> we just kicked it off. And I remember even now, like 21 years later, I remember uh, Kim like looking in the rearview mirror with this confused look on her face because of how quickly and simply and sweetly Annika and I just seemed to connect. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It probably that circumstance God used because it's a mm. different circumstance than normal of like, hey, we're going to go check out uh, one of mommy's friends. You know, yeah. you're just like, oh, I plopped in the back seat. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? You're yeah. going to have a conversation, exactly. you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very yeah. informal. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, so I, I know you guys who have listened to the podcast, my wife and I, you've, you've, uh, so we know your story. So you mm-hmm. get married mm-hmm. and you start blending and things are going well. And mm-hmm. then like you kind of alluded to earlier in the show, you know, things changed. So yeah. kind of let's. You got married, you're blending, which, and I think the the other reason I wanted to have you guys on the show, because I think a lot of the stuff you teach and a lot of the things you cover are obviously for blended families, but there's a lot of wisdom and principles that translate to any family, you know, right. no matter what your situation is. And so I don't right. want this totally, you know, this only is for blended families because right. you guys have so much wisdom and principles of what you've gone through and what you're communicating that I think a lot of families would benefit, but kind of walk mm-hmm. our listeners through what changed and then yeah, this, this, then you made, you know, kind of the adage of, you know, you make your mess, your message, I feel is a little bit uh, mm-hmm. applicable to your story. Mm-hmm. And so kind of unpack that. Right. And you don't need to caveat this. Like if you're listening and you're like, oh, this is just for blended families, uh, I would question your marriage. Okay. And then <laughs> second, yeah. Yeah. of course, everybody can benefit from this information. So like, this is the part where like in a blended family com- communication, everything is just like heightened. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. to me, like me not being married, I'm like leaning in basically like swallowing the microphone. Cause I just, am like trying to listen as much as I can because <laughs> my mm-hmm. marriage and everybody's marriage is that important. And then, yeah. so I love talking through this challenge and trial that you guys are going to talk through because mm-hmm. like Kim said, you see a lot of per, like, you see the true character or color of somebody when you get to witness them going through a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you were mm-hmm. watching, you were across from Superfeet and you were watching Mike going through this trial mm-hmm. and you were impressed with his true character that comes out. Right. There is no hiding in a, in a, in a trial or, right. or mm-hmm. a obstacle, like your true color comes out. And so now you're going to talk about this. I can't wait. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I get all hyped well, up. If you really want to know about true color. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know, it, it, it it's, interesting as you talk about, well, so many of the principles are true for any family, whether they're blended or first family or single parent homes. Often the principles are the same. It's just that the application or the strategy might be different Mm -hmm. depending on those unique dynamics. So you're right. A lot of what we get to coach couples around are, are, are pretty common principles. Yeah. And so we've, we've lived kind of both sides of the journey, um, having, Annika, who was five when we got married, and then she's quite a bit older than our mutual kids. And now she's been out on her own for, what, nine nine years years now. And so we've had this almost decade now also sort of 
living as a first family Mm -hmm. in everyday Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. because our kids are mutual. And so, so many of those things apply across the board. Of course, parenting is a huge issue. Absolutely. And we disagree around how to parent our mutual kids. For sure. But back when we were first learning how to be parenting partners with Annika, it was... It was challenging. It was magnified, the differences Mm -hmm. in the expectations Mm -hmm. and how we believe things should be handled. And then the emotional baggage that I was carrying around as I, you know, was trying to take care of my daughter and Mm -hmm. meet Mike's expectations. I mean, that was probably the first big bump in the road was Mm -hmm. was parenting, of course. And that's very common for blended couples. But again, you know, even in first families, we don't always agree on how to handle things. Yeah. Yeah. I I would add to that, that, you know, those early years um, challenges were primarily around this dynamic that we call the stranded stranger and the trapped teammate. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, I was the stranded stranger because Kim and Annika had this tight bond. Um, They kind of had a a family culture, a way of doing things in her single parent years. She had some ideas of what she was going to hold Annika accountable for and what she was not going to hold Annika accountable for. And I saw it very differently because, you know, I didn't have any kids. So that meant I was a parenting expert. So I absolutely know exactly how this is going to go. But but the thing is, is I was really, I was stuck on the outside and I felt like I just couldn't connect with either of them quite the way they connected with each other. And that's a lonely place to be, to Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. stranded in your own home. Yeah. That's really challenging. Yeah. And then I was trapped in between my daughter and my husband because he had, you know, an idea of what our marriage and family life would look like and how Annika would behave. And a lot of times his ideas and Annika's ideas and what we'd been doing were dramatically different Mm -hmm. and clashed. And so then I was put in this position of feeling like I had to choose. Mm -hmm. And that's really Mm -hmm. hard. And and every blended family couple experiences this dynamic to some degree. degree, It's it's very common, but we didn't know that at the time. (laughs) We just knew we were... It was painful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was really I can really... Just you saying that of like, you know, when Megan and I first got together, it wasn't like oh, this happens once in a while. It was a period where it felt like it was happening every day, you know, right. you're between your kids and, and your mm-hmm. new spouse and you're, you want everyone to, you know, like, Hey, why can't we all just get along here? Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's and I, there is really nothing to prepare you for these types of feelings, mm-hmm. situations, circumstances. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think a lot of the, the way you visualize things for people like the, the stranded stranger and trap teammate, all the, like it really helped, you know, Megan and I like, okay, we're not crazy. There's other people yeah. going through this. And yeah. most importantly, I think this is a huge distinction with you guys too. You're not counselors, no. you're right. coaches and you're right. trying to equip people with tools so that they can ultimately help themselves and, and yes. uh, have a framework to make decisions from mm-hmm. and come back to. And so I think yeah. that's a really important distinction. Can we just take a pause here yeah. and do a commercial break? We're financial <laughs> advisors. Why in the world are we talking about this? <laughs> and like, this is, I think, sometimes why people are like, what is what's going on? Well, we're uncommon. And mm-hmm. this really matters in your financial life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your world is rocked when you go home every day, you can't yeah. tell me that doesn't affect every other 
aspect mm. of your life. Mm. Oh, yeah. It Absolutely. does. That's and right. so your marriage, it, I'd keep tell, I tell people all the time, sorry for the listeners who listen to this. Like if my <laughs> world, like if the world is against me, but my wife is with me, I will mm. conquer the world. Yeah. If the world's with me and my wife's against me, my world mm. is upside down. Right. Yeah. And so this is so important in finances, in your professional life, mm-hmm. in your friendships, in your yeah. competitive life, whatever you want to say, your marriage matters. And That's if right. you're if you're getting rocked on every which way, if you're feeling like a stranded stranger in your marriage, it rolls over and do not try to fake mm-hmm. it like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And right. so let's talk through. So that's like at financial advisors that really try to help you with, you know, honestly, like we'll go into your marriage a lot of times because it mm-hmm. matters mm-hmm. and it really affects where you guys want to go uh, with financial uh, goals, goals and yeah. things like Planning that. And things. so sorry about the stupid commercial, but I do think it's <laughs> fun to just talk through. In fact, we had a fun uh lunch mm-hmm. with an individual who's like, well, I'm interviewing financial advisors. And my favorite question to ask those is like, how's that going? And they're like, it's horrible. I know. And so we just kind of simplifies with her. And we just mm-hmm. had a conversation about where she was about her kids. She just recently got divorced. Mm-hmm. And about 45 minutes into it, she was like, well, when are we going to start talking about my money? And I was mm-hmm. like, we've been talking about your money this whole time because yeah. it matters, right? That's right? It's not just about what's in your wallet. It's about all of you and how healthy yeah. you are and what you want to do. And, and then later, yeah. it was actually three and a half weeks later, she called me. She's like, hey, I just came to this money. What should I do? I was like, oh, I think you should do this, that, and the other. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I was thinking. How did you know? Well, we listened, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, and so, okay, let's go back to how yeah. do you get out of the stranded stranger, right? You've now... Oh, uh, boy. Well, <laughs> how long is the show? That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question that doesn't necessarily have a single answer no. but the but the number one principle behind it is really finding uh practical ways to build unity in your marriage mm-hmm. yeah. so you know it's interesting that you talked about the tie between your your wealth and your mindset around your money and your work as compared to your connection in your marriage um So, you know, this whole stranded and trapped dynamic we experienced early on and we actually still experience Mm -hmm. sometimes today, but the impact of it is dramatically lower now that we've learned strategies and we've built unity in our marriage. But there was also a, a season for about three years, right in the middle, about a decade ago, where, you know, one factor that first families don't have to deal with is what we call the X factor, which yes, that means Kim's X, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the wild card living in the other home that exactly. your child also exists exactly. in. I like and, the name, by the way. That name is yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, what's the X factor? And you said it's like, yeah. oh, duh. You know, yeah. duh. <laughs> and so during that season, we, uh, we were in the family court battle for over three years. Um, we were uh, a true case of what's called parental alienation. And that not only challenged our family, but it really challenged our marriage. Mm-hmm. And we were actually on, on the on the verge of divorce yeah. uh, as we went. What? It was yeah. very difficult. Oh, yeah. And and as you just shared what you were mm-hmm. talking about, Philip, <laughs> I thought of um, that too. Uh, you know, I remember. I remember toward the end of that season where we were kind of at our breaking point. Right. And I actually just had breakfast this morning with a br- a buddy of mine from Superfee who still works there. And, um, I I remember being in his office one time and we just shut the door and I just broke down and, Oh, wow. I mean, that season at at my work, 
Um, you weren't I was, functioning. No, no. I, that was probably my worst performing season, mm-hmm. directly tied to the challenge that we were having in our marriage. Yeah. And mm. so it impacts every it aspect does. of our life. It consumes our energy. It consumes our focus. Mm-hmm. It consumes our decision-making power. And it really destroys our unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if there was a single um, principal answer to reducing <laughs> the negative impact of that stranded and trapped dynamic, it really is about unity, even in the face of major adversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, that's what we've had to walk through. Yeah, but did you like it. go to some place? Like that's a helpless feeling to be like going into some of your office, like let's be honest, your coworker's office, closing the door and just like breaking down. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's vulnerable, I love, but then there mm-hmm. has to be some kind of like, okay, but what's the next step? Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that really kicked off. That was early in this season where we were... We how, were how long were you married? Quickly. Uh, we were a little over point. 10 years oh, ago. Oh, wow. And there was a big change, hmm. a dramatic change in the co-parenting relationship with mm-hmm. my former spouse. And, and that was kind of the catalyst. And during those three years, I mean, it consumed, mm-hmm. it consumed our lives, yeah. that court battle. And we kind of didn't invest in our marriage. Our mm-hmm. marriage kind of got put on the back burner for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. as we came out of that season, we were both, you know, exhausted, of course, but we didn't have much. Yeah. We there was no, there was yeah. no gas left in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were running on empty. And mm-hmm. so we did get help. We, yeah, we, we got yeah. help. Yeah, we, I I remember saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna go get some counseling." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I did, and I, you, I started in a, in a counseling journey, um, and I had a couple of mentors. Who one happened to be the CEO of Superfeet, mm-hmm. the other was the family pastor at our church, and I just uh, between those two mentors and my counselor, I spent several months of healing. Right. Um, and I had to do that. I think I had to go first. I had a real anger yeah. problem. And a lot of that stemmed mm. from from the dysfunctional blended family that I grew up in. I was actually mm. born into a blended family. I've never I've never lived a season in my life not in a blended family. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal for Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But and, I think a lot of your anger was rooted in being that stranded stranger. Absolutely. That's when it would really yeah. come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Isn't it sad that we go to a counselor when we're unhealthy? And that's like, mm-hmm. but really the definition of strength is to like know that something's off and like go and try yeah. to fix it. And every other aspect right. of our life. Your but then car it, breaks down. Yeah. You go, oh, I need help. Right. I need to fix it. When it goes to like the most important like <laughs> muscle yeah. of your body, like, oh no, none of that. Like, don't do that. But yeah. kudos to you, Mike, for like, I'm just going to go for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. At yeah. that point I was refusing to go. I was mm-hmm. just, I didn't have the emotional capacity mm-hmm. and yeah. I was pretty right. depressed at that point. Sure. And, but how healthy was it to see that Mike was willing to go without oh, any no. caveat of like, but then I need you to go, Kim. Okay. You know, like that doesn't feel <laughs> no. great. You know, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It, it changed uh-huh. everything for us because I saw that he was changing. Mm-hmm. He was approaching things differently. He, he, he was learning how to deal with his anger and express his feelings. And I took note. I was like, wow, something's different. Right. And huh. 
He's hmm. really putting in the work to make. Right. Maybe he's not such to a make jerk these after changes. All. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, this and, brings up an interesting <laughs> point, and I don't want to interrupt you, Kim. But mm-hmm. the fact that I just had breakfast with somebody this morning, and he was like, "There's something catastrophic that happened to his marriage," and his wife was like, "Hey, I'm I'm headed towards divorce," and then mm-hmm. he has this big epiphany, and he keeps telling her that he's going to change. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Please stop saying that." Like it's been three days, man. Like you can't say that. Yeah. You have to lovingly change without saying you're going to change. And if you are changed, just say, Hey, this has been a three day deal (laughs) on a long journey of 11 years. We've been married, (laughs) but like, I want to prove to you today that I, Mm. I want to care for you in a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that you know, old adage, actions yes. speak louder than words. Yeah. yeah, so keep going, Kim. Sorry to interrupt, go. So, yeah, <laughs> so at that point, as I started to to really notice that change was actually happening, um, I, you know, I really wanted to make the marriage work. I wanted mm-hmm. to also put in the work myself. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I didn't. But mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. I... I didn't want to end the marriage and have regret that I really didn't put a hundred percent of my energy and effort into saving it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I engaged in counseling in individually cause I have my stuff, you know, Mike shared right. that he has we all do. anger issues. Well, yep. I came in with lots and lots of stuff as well. And then we were able to do some, some counseling together and yeah. it was, yeah, we only did a little bit. I mean, we we can count on one hand how many times we went to marriage counseling sessions together as a couple. Everything else we did was our own individual work. Right. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I love it. Great leadership, Mike. Look at that. Love it. So you're <laughs> you're in the storm, and you know I, I want to be mindful of our time on the show. So you're in the storm. You start working on yourselves. I'll talk all day. I will talk all day. <laughs> 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 Philip loves this topic. Um, but how do you then? How did you kind of start equipping yourself of like we might help other couples who are yeah. in this season of life? Like how did that script change? I guess that's a good transition. I'll, that's I'll a let good this pass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a good question, Brian. I mean, we we actually kind of have to back up to go forward on that. Sure. Um, so we um, we had the privilege of going to a two day workshop the weekend before our wedding. That uh, a guy named Ron Deal, who now is our country's leading expert on blended families. Oh, nice. He he. This was before he ever published his first book called The Smart Step Family. He came to our local area, and he did a two day workshop, and uh, of course, Kim's like, we're planning a wedding for next weekend. Like, we right. can't spend why are we doing days. this? We can't spend two days in a seminar. <laughs> right. And we're, I'm like, we're fine. We're good. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. it's very naive. <laughs> but, but I knew how dysfunctional my blended family of origin was. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, we've got to go do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, uh, for Kim, it came, she came out with eyes wide open oh, going, gosh. oh, crud, what yeah. are we about to jump into? And for me, it explained a lot, even though it didn't excuse the the challenges of my family of origin. And so it went a long way of for me to forgive my dad and stepmom, actually. Yeah, some healing. Yeah. And, and that kicked off a journey when we came out of that. We said, man, other people need this. And so when we got back from our honeymoon trip, we immediately started a support group at our local church. And started just using Ron Deal's material that he had at the time to 
um, support other blended yeah. families in our local area. So, mm-hmm. so our work of supporting step couples really genuinely started 21 years yeah. ago, and we needed and we were co co learners in, yeah. <laughs> in that process. Okay, and then um, you know we when we were really struggling in that season in between, we didn't do a lot of that. We kind of handed off and didn't didn't have a lot of uh, people engaged in that. But then we started up again um, after we we kind of recovered from that season. And, um, and then it was about in, it was in 2015 that I was feeling very, um, released from my previous career. Um, we had an opportunity to, to take some of what we had in our retirement fund, which you guys probably wouldn't advise, but we actually would advise. That's why we're okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So we, we said, you know what, I think I'm, we're going to make this leap. I got certified as a life coach and I, and I really just set out to kind of start a life coaching practice, just a small mm-hmm. individual life coaching practice. Kim was working a, a mostly full-time job at mm-hmm. the time and I mean, it, it was only a matter of months later where I was really feeling pulled to say, you know, this whole coaching thing could work really well for couples, mm-hmm. but honey, I can't do this by myself. Like we're, right. we're going to bring value to couples. Like we both need to be all in and with your job, I don't, I don't think you're going to have the time or bandwidth to do it. I right. was like, you're absolutely right. I don't. <laughs> wow. yeah. Right. And, and so providentially that was in December of 2015. Two months later, in February of 2016, Kim was laid off from her yeah, job. Yeah, I was released. Wow. <laughs> the yeah. best thing both, that ever yeah. happened to you. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's awesome. Thing. We both like looked at each other and we're like, well, okay. I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And wow. so uh, that just kind of kicked off the journey of saying, okay, how do we, how do we make the leap from leading support groups to genuinely coaching couples and producing content that's going to be helpful and actionable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like between here. coaches and counselors, yeah. like the tools. No, I'm not just here to talk about your feelings. Like, <laughs> right. let's advance the ball. Here's a tool. Yeah, exactly. let's work on that. Right. We're exactly. all about the tools. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, a big nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if I, mean, I could backtrack just a bit on that, oh, yeah. what, what oh, really yeah. another piece of the story was yeah. Mike went away. He was. He was working at Superfeet. He was a little. I dis- went away. What well, I go to jail? You went, or a, you went away to camp. <laughs> oh, to oh, camp! Just camp. camp. Not Mike the jail went to yet. camp. <laughs> <laughs> so he was feeling discontent in his career and wondering what you know what else was his purpose in life and mm-hmm. feeling that like there was more out there for him. And he had been talking about that, but then he went away for a week with one of our kids to a parent-child camp um, in California that he takes our kids to. And he had an experience at this camp and he came back and he said, you know, I think I'm going to quit my job and start a life coaching (laughs) business, a new career. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with that? (laughs) Wow. So that was the, that was the catalyst that that started. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was scary for me at first, Mm. definitely. But um, yeah, I had an 18 year, very stable career in a yeah, great company. Yeah, and, it was yeah. a big risk. We yeah. had to yeah. give up, you know, our health insurance, our stability. Yep. Our, yep. It was a big risk. Mm-hmm. But a risk that had, I mean, it wasn't just a blind risk. And what was the risk of you not doing it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Superfeet sounds like yeah. an amazing company. So n- nothing yes. against them. 
But at the end of the day, when that Brian, I love it, calls it the drum beat inside of you. When that started beating <laughs> and beating harder, what's the risk of you not doing it and going to impact the next family? Because they're going to get oh, divorced. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Dude, like we're right. doing it. We're that's doing right. it. We're taking the goldfish with me. Yeah. So yeah. super exciting. And so, at what point did you, after you jumped off the you know the un, the common bridge and now you're in the <laughs> yeah now you're flying through the uncommon space? When did you realize like I did the right thing? You know. <laughs> I'm still working on that. There <laughs> we are. There it is. <laughs> you know, no, I, you know, I think that that where we're realizing that um, is really in individual couples as we see them, mm-hmm. as we see light bulbs come on, and we see um, unity built between couples. We see um, success happening. We hear stories now from couples that we haven't seen for months, and and then we get an email that's like, "Hey, we we." had this success or that happened, or we even just as voyeurs kind of see them yeah. on social media somewhere. And we're like, Oh yeah. my goodness, like that mm-hmm. is, that wouldn't have happened eight months ago. Yeah. And we got right. to play a little, a tiny little part in that journey for them. And that is re- affirmation over and over again. That, okay. We're doing the right thing. here. And when yeah. we see a uh, renewed hope, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> amazing to me when mm-hmm. when couples will say to us wow we've got hope now yeah yeah and, you know they don't feel discouraged they're not hopeless and helpless anymore they can mm-hmm. move forward they can do this and mm. they can stay together yep. and build health they can thrive for sure right that's, that's so exciting mm-hmm. for us yeah but, taking yeah, the god we, you know, we don't like to make decisions based on fear. So even mm. though there was risk, anytime we've made decisions based on our fears, we regret it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stepping out and doing something new and leaving all of our security behind, had we not done that, we mm. would have been uh, doing that because of fear. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sink or swim, we're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when we look back, did we make the right decision? Absolutely. Yeah. And even, even when it feels like, oh, shoot, did we make the right decision? Yeah. Even now, <laughs> when we have those days where we're thinking, mm-hmm. boy, is this what really, were we thinking? Is this really <laughs> it? You know, we're people of faith and we look back and we say, wait a second, was this a calling? Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. genuinely both yeah. believe this was a calling? And we kind of look at each other and go, yeah, yeah we believe that. Okay, right. then then we're going to trust. We're not going to yeah. freak out. We're just going to trust. And we're going to keep moving forward. And yeah. every time we do, we seem to get blessed. So and we're not going to say no to a calling. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, you guys have to live, you have to live, you have to eat your own cooking, so to speak, to be coaches mm-hmm. in this space. Mm-hmm. You lived it. How do you, as husband and wife, run and and, you know, produce all the content, meet with all the people, like, how do you protect your marriage and build a business? Yeah, that's a great yeah. question. How much longer we got? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, we have to walk our talk. That's Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's one area. I mean, uh, I forget the way you just said it, Brian, but, you know, take our own medicine or walk yeah, or talk. Eat your own cooking. Eat your own cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do. And in fact, yep. that's funny because occasionally we'll get into some disagreement and we'll, <laughs> we will look at each other and be like, okay, like what would we tell a client to yeah. do? Right right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then we're going to do that. And so that's one way of protecting is actually using the tools and, right. and you know, it makes it really easy to coach couples with the tools that we've actually used. 
mm-hmm. and that have worked for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we we try not to try not to teach anything that we haven't already used yeah. ourselves. So that that's very helpful. But I think another piece is we're still navigating this journey of identifying the boundary line between business partners and marriage partners. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we're talking about clients on date night, that's probably not okay. You know, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about strategies for a podcast (laughs) on date night, that's, yeah, that's not what we want. And we're doing that still. We're struggling through that Mm -hmm. and having to set some boundaries and say, okay, wait, let's, let's change the topic here and let's talk about life. Let's talk about mm-hmm. us and not work. Yeah. Make right. that romantic connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. So. You guys have, you know, I think hit and it's like, um, divine. I mean, you know, I think you, you've answered the calling. And so you have the podcast, the podcast is phenomenal by the way. Uh, Thank if you. thanks Brian. Yeah, like for our listeners out there too. I mean, if any of this stuff is hitting a nerve, their podcast is phenomenal and it's very uh, actionable. Like there's just a lot Mm -hmm. of meat in there that you give away on the podcast. So um, you have the podcast, you're doing coaching. I think you're doing conferences now kind of post-COVID if my understanding is correct. Can you walk our listeners kind of through the maybe the resources you have and the way you've kind of set things up to help people? Certainly. Yeah. Well, the podcast is the easiest point, you know, like you said earlier, it's on Apple podcasts or you can, you know, go on Spotify or Google podcasts, any, mm-hmm. anywhere podcasts are, are uh, available. Mm-hmm. We're there. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's easy, it's, it's free and we just want to help people. Um, mm-hmm. So right. that's one practical help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also um, hit our website. If you say, you know, I think I need a little bit more um, direct uh, support or accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that's a great opportunity to hit our website and, uh, right at the top of the website, you can click the button to schedule a free coaching call and you, you get it on the calendar. You give us your phone number and we'll call you at the time that you scheduled. And then we also, like you mentioned, Brian, you know, often, uh, couples will go for coaching from there. Um, whether they, have direct coaching with us or purchase one of our online courses that teaches principles. Um, that's a great way to get engaged. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. We do, um, we don't do a lot of conferences, but we pretty at least annually do a, um, a marriage retreat. It's not necessarily blended spam- family specific, but it's in conjunction with a group called Scott river lodge in Northern California beautiful resort mm-hmm. and we, a, a whole week of adventure and investment in your marriage. And so we get to lead uh, one. When of is that? <laughs> I want that. It, uh, <laughs> it's August this year. It's August yes. and it is phenomenal. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And, and the food is incredible. The food's too. amazing. And we're not cooking it. I promise. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are eating it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for asking that, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, um, you know, kind of to land the plane of this podcast and you have so much that you've shared and are helping people with, you know, obviously post COVID, I think, you know, one of the main reasons I want to have you on is I just think families are getting hit from lots of different directions. Obviously the buzzword right now is inflation kind of, you know, on our front, yeah. um, you had kids that weren't going to school. So, you know, I got everybody in the house. You couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. There's just a, lots of different dynamics going on. Social media pressures, you know, mental health. And again, I don't want to, I, I think counseling mm-hmm. is important, but I also see the advantage of coaching too. So just what would you leave our listeners with, you know, kind of post COVID if they want to recalibrate or, 
mm-hmm. you know, any other thoughts that you had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most important things you can do as a couple to guide and direct your family is to get really clear on what's most important for for your family. What are your family's values? Mm -hmm. So what are the life skills, the character traits, and the values that you want to build your home on? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many other influencers out there and we can, you know, run around like chickens with our heads cut off trying to fix and do damage control. But when we can get laser focused on what's most important for us mm-hmm. and then give our kids that vision, mm-hmm. we can draw on that when we're parenting, when we're redirecting, when we're all stuck in the house, uh, you know, yeah. and frustrated right. with each other, when yeah. social media invades you know, there's a lot of voices trying to uh, get into our yeah. kids. So you know, many, so, so many. many. Yeah. And you can teach things like financial responsibility and, um, you know, health mm-hmm. and wellness. You can Mental teach all kinds of things moderation when you're focused. Things. Yeah, moderation. Yeah. That's a big one right now with yeah. the, uh, the amount of screen time for sure for kids and, mm-hmm. and all of that. You can teach all of those basic character traits if you're intentional mm. and it can make a and, huge difference. And I would add, and unified. Mm-hmm. And and we've got to do that in a very practical sense. You know, we talk to a lot of different couples for free coaching calls and whatnot. And, and a lot of couples say, yeah, yeah, we're really aligned in our values. And I say, okay, really? That's cool. Well, what if I handed each of you a pad of paper and you were not, not allowed to talk to each other and I want you to write your top five values down, how many of those top five words would be the exact same word and would be the exact same meaning? And, uh, you know, I'd say 50-50, 50% say, oh gosh, yeah, we're way off. Okay, well, that's easy. Let's start working on that. The other 50% say, oh, I think they'd be, yeah. you know, three out of five. We're aligned. And so then we say, that's good. But now what if we put all your kids in a room And again, nobody got the opportunity to talk to each other (laughs) and we had them write down your top five values and how, what are the chances that all of them would have the exact same words? And Mm -hmm. most any couple goes, oh yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, if that's true, then we haven't actually built clarity. Mm -hmm. And if we want to have clarity, which brings unity, then we've got to be intentional about getting crystal clear on what our values are and how those values look in action and everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the areas that we really lean into focusing with couples on, uh, especially in blended situations, because you're coming from two very different backgrounds. Often both, both partners have kids from a previous relationship. So they both have family cultures that have been built yeah. in their single parent homes. And we want to blend those, but the truth is it's, it's culture clash more, mm-hmm. than, more often than not. And so we've got to build unity. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things we love to help couples with. For sure. That's good. I want to thank you for taking the time today because mm-hmm. I just think you guys are awesome. This is probably the more fun for you than anything else. All right, Brian, what are your key takeaways from our talk today? Uh, I mean, for me, it's you've got to have tools. I mean, because it's going to come back. It, you know, the these these aren't isolated events that happen once or twice a year. These you know, and I'm speaking specifically about being in a blended family, like these things come up all the time. And so if you don't have a framework, if you don't have uh, family values, if you don't have vision, if you don't have clarity and all these things you're talking about, but ultimately if you don't have the framework to work back from every time, you know, your boat is going to, 
is going to bounce around in the waves for sure. sure. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, and like, and I love that. I think the second one thing for me is just vulnerability, you know, of asking Mm -hmm. for help of man, the last few years have been hard for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And it's just like, if you need help, you know, reach out, whether it's financial or whether it's in your marriage, like get support and there, there, there is support out there. And, um, I think you've made it very approachable and tangible and authentic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get that help from the different resources you've laid out. So yeah, it's good. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready for mine? Yeah. I've got a couple. Yeah. Okay. Go I'll get it. All right. Number one, you've, you can see somebody's true colors when someone's in a trial. And mm-hmm. I think that you can support them in that, whether it's a, something that's good that comes out or something that's bad, like you still have to support and help, but mm-hmm. you really can see somebody's true colors or character when things are in a trial. Uh, don't put your marriage on the back burner. Number two, mm-hmm. that little back burner on the stove, the little yeah, one. Don't do it. Yeah. No, but it never boils anything. We <laughs> the, the warmer. It's the warmer. Yeah. It's the warmer. <laughs> it's not helpful. Don't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, using tools can help lower your emotions, give you clarity and unity. Um, yes. I think that's really good. Uh, number four, this is going to like Philip land. So hang on. Forgiving others can be the most healthy thing you can do for your life. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah. just, Absolutely. I do think, and I, this is more probably about me, but I really struggle with controlling things. And if I don't have control of something, it's like my worst nightmare. And so mm. sometimes the only thing you can control is the ownership of how bad you botched something. <laughs> and you just have to ask people for forgiveness. And sure. in that there's health. Uh, the last thing is invest in yourself, even when it comes with your 401k. Welcome to Uncommonwealth, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm That's grateful. Super cool that I'm you gr- shared that. I'm grateful that you guys started down this path and that you guys are helping impact people. And that's why we started this Uncommon Life Project is we wanted to interview people that are getting paid to just enjoy life and then use God's gifts that they've given to them to impact other Mm -hmm. people. And it's clear that you do, you're doing that. And uh, I really love the topic. And so thank you so much just for your time, your expertise Mm -hmm. and taking a risk on yourself because it's paid off. Absolutely. Well, thank thank you you for for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being on the show today. Mm -hmm. You've been listening. You've been listening to Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks, Thanks for everybody. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.